720 WGN at Sports Central. Mark Harmon, Andy Mazur with you on 720 WGN. Hope your day's going great. We'll with you till 10 o'clock tonight. Uh, Bill Melton coming up after 7 o'clock. Melty helped Michael Jordan learn how to play the game of baseball. So that'll be an interesting conversation coming up after 7. Dr. Jeffrey Copen. It's an interesting conversation right now. He's the Chief Medical Officer, Northwestern Medicine, a Lake Forest Hospital, one of our heroes, and he joins us now. Doctor, thank you for taking time, first of all. How, how's everything in, in your neck of the woods up there at Lake Forest? Yeah, we're busy, but we're making do. Um, we're providing great care to our patients. We're still very busy with individuals who have COVID, but so far so good. Um, you know, people are being discharged, which is the most important thing to know. How much right now, doctor, do we do we know? Because I've you know, as as far as understanding the disease, because I've I've heard you know some medical professionals say we'll have one person who has symptoms, and they're sitting in one hospital bed on the left side, and they're reading the paper, and they seem fine, and then the person next to them has the same symptoms and is on a ventilator. It's like and how and there's it seems like there's not a real clear idea as to exactly why the virus acts differently in one person versus the next. Yeah, it's, it's a great question. Um, what we know, and you know, let's remember that we're still very new um, dealing with the COVID-19 virus, right? I mean, I, I'd like to point out that the very first meeting I had about this problem was on March 1st. So that's just a little bit more than two months ago. So everything we're talking about is brand new. Our, our knowledge about the virus is growing literally by the day. So what is it about the virus? Well, clearly there's a lot of people who get infected and have no symptoms at all. That's probably the majority. Then we have another group that have mild flu-like symptoms or maybe more severe severe flu-like symptoms. And then we have the group who are sick enough to come to the hospital. And that's the group really that you're talking about. And for some reason, and we don't know why yet, there are certain individuals who just get deathly ill in their body's response to the virus. We don't know why, but it really is very, very dramatic. And it's exactly what you described. We'll have individuals who seem to be doing very well. They have COVID pneumonia. They're doing okay. They have minimal oxygen requirements. And then we literally watch them over a matter of hours deteriorate and become very ill, and they require intubation and the use of a ventilator. We don't know why that is. We still can't predict to whom that is going to happen. But the good news is the vast majority of people who even get to that point are actually leaving the hospital. And that, that's something I want your listeners to understand. By no means is being admitted to the hospital with a diagnosis of COVID can't amount to a death sentence. It is not. We're having a lot of success caring for people, even though, as our listeners know, we don't yet have effective medication to treat the virus. And doctor, that's that's good news to hear. I mean, and people do need to hear that. Obviously, that you it's it's not a situation where you go in and you don't expect to come out of the hospital. And people have done it. We've seen it, and we've heard it. I'm glad that you reiterated that point. But but you know, kind of with that said, with no with no cure and no vaccine at this point, and when we look at sports, because we're talking sports here tonight. I mean, when you look at the the way it's all laid out, 
with uh, baseball being on hold right now, the NHL, the NBA, we, we hope football gets going. But, I mean, would you see it in your mind that fans should be able to go to these games because we don't know exactly how things will turn out? Well, you know, I think we've all become experts about how to behave in this age of COVID. We all know about physical distancing. By the way, we we prefer to use physical distancing rather than social distancing. I like that. Being isolated is socially distant enough. It's really what we're asking for is physical distance. Let's all stay in touch with one another, right? It's really an important distinction, and I hope we start using physical distancing. So we all know that. So if we're talking about a White Sox game, and I'll talk, even though I'm a Cubs fan, I know you guys are going to be broadcasting the White Sox, so we'll talk about the White Sox. Um, can you really imagine how we can social distance in a ballpark that can hold over 40,000 people? It, it, it can't be done. It just can't be done at this point. I'm, I'm sure you saw the photos out, out of Taiwan as they started their baseball season. They have cardboard cutouts of fans in the stands, right? It's very clever. I suppose it looks better on TV than just having empty seats. But as of today, where we are, it's very difficult to imagine how we, the fans, are going to be able to go to ball games if we have to physically distance from one another. So, and if you're just joining us, it's Dr. Jeffrey Cope, and he's the Chief Medical Officer at Northwestern Medicine Lake Forest Hospital on 720 WGN. First step would be more testing. Is that fair, Doctor? How, what, what's the pathway here? Well, I think the first thing is obviously testing of the athletes. Um, we wouldn't want to put a group of athletes together where some are positive, like what happened with the NBA a couple of months ago, right? That was a disaster, and we can't have that. So we need to know that the athletes, their coaches, the staff around them are negative. And I, I would think that's relatively easy to to do that, um, particularly now as the supply of tests continue to increase. Um, I know that, for example, in the NBA, after the debacle they had where they had tests and we didn't have enough tests for our hospital, um, the commissioner, Adam Silver, I know, is on is on record as saying that they're not going to be testing players unless they have written um, they have a written statement from the local health authorities that there's enough tests for the community. I think that's smart, and I think that's appropriate. So players, staff, coaches, all of that group need to be tested. Again, for us fans, it's difficult. Until we have a test that we can do almost in real time, it, it's difficult to imagine how we're going to be able to go to ball games in the short term. I hate to say it. I'm a big sports fan. Um, but I, I can't imagine how we're going to be able to do that safely in the near term. I, I hope you're able to answer this. And if not, I, I apologize for putting you on the spot, doctor. But uh, we hear a lot of things about vaccines and about uh, fast tracking and about uh, when there may be something. But as you pointed out, I mean, the, just the fact that we're learning so much about or you're learning so much about this day after day. After day is that is that really a possibility that something could be uh, approved and ready to, to in, uh, inject into humans uh, for, for real to try to to try to combat this disease uh, by the end of the year? Yeah, I mean, boy, we sure hope so, um, that we have a vaccine that's safe and effective. 
I will say, though, that the development of vaccines for a new disease is very, very difficult. Um, if we do have something by the end of the calendar year, I would tell you from my estimation and what I know about vaccine, vaccines, that would be close to a miracle if that really could happen. What might save us is that there's a number of laboratories around the world that have been doing research into vaccines for other coronaviruses. COVID-19 is a novel coronavirus. So some of those laboratories do have a step up on other labs that have not been doing research on coronavirus. So perhaps we'll be fortunate and somebody will have a breakthrough. The other side of this, though, is we have to make sure that the vaccine is safe. And the only way to do that is to do testing in human beings, and that takes time. And then the new vaccine has to be manufactured. And start thinking about the number of doses of vaccine that we need. We're not talking about 1,000 or 10,000 or 100,000. We're talking about hundreds of millions of doses of vaccine. So from a manufacturing standpoint, making vaccine is not simple. Making a new vaccine is certainly not gonna be simple. So I hate to say it, I personally am not optimistic about the availability of an effective vaccine by the end of the calendar year, but I would be very, very happy to be proven wrong later in the year. No doubt, it'd be amazing if that would happen. I just, I love how you're laying it out in, in a realistic uh, viewpoint here, doctor. Because you know that's 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 you're a medical professional. You uh, should be able to give your opinion on what's what's realistic here. I, I'm curious if you had to predict right now. Forget about the fans. Do do you think there will be baseball and football played this year? Well, after listening to you guys um, predict what the Bears season looks like, I don't know if I want a 7-9 and nine Bears season, right? Me neither. Me Enough neither. with the mediocrity already, right? Uh, come on. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's hard to imagine uh, a baseball season unless the owners and the players can agree to the so-called bubble method that they're talking about where essentially they're going to – be hunkered down somewhere where it's just going to be a whole bunch of players, coaches, and staff that are known to be test negative. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk about that. Um, exactly what Major League Baseball and the Players Association might be might be bringing public, maybe as soon as it's next week, based on things I've read, you know, we'll see. But it's very difficult to be out in public and know for certain that everybody is test negative. Um, you know, the other thing, too, about a baseball season, you know, it certainly would give you guys something to talk about, but, you know, just as a fan, it seems like it would be a long exhibition season, doesn't it? No World Series. Um, you know, it's just it's, it's going to be rough. But, boy, I would sure like to see if the Sox really are as good as we think they became in the off season. And for my Cubs, I'd love to see how well they can play, even if it's a 100-game season or even less. Um, it's, it's just going to be difficult to imagine how they can get all the pieces in place to play a meaningful season with a significant number of games. Do you think it's more challenging for football to play because of the amount of contact or – 
Does it not matter at all? Because in baseball, I mean, look, the pitcher throws the ball, the shortstop picks it up, he flips it to the second baseman, around, you know, over to first, double play, and there's and you get a guy who gets a base hit, he's leading off first, he's diving back in. But in football, I mean, it's you know, it's massive contact. And how do you get how do you get the teams ready to play the season? Like, I think it'd be more challenging for the NFL. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I I think there's something about baseball, the spacing of the players, obviously being outdoors, the pace of the game. It's it's easier for me to imagine how baseball can occur than football. But again, with football, it would be the same thing. It would be a lot of testing, ongoing testing, um, making sure that everybody is virus negative. Now, we know that that's not 100%, but it would likely get us closer. The other thing that it's worth, that's worth talking about is we know that younger, healthier people don't really get into big trouble with this infection. So that would be something, too, to take into account. If I were advising the sports leagues, we would be talking about that. But I agree, it's, it's difficult to see how to get a football season going. And I worry very much about my Northwestern Wildcats and all of our sports, um, what, what the fall college season may or may not be for our collegiate athletes. Dr. Jeffrey Copen here for a couple more minutes, and I love that you just teed up the Wildcats. I, I, I think I just saw Dave Bennett smile somewhere. Andy, you got something? You look like you're. Well, it's it's just good to hear this information from from someone on the front lines too, because there's been so much talk here and there about everything that's that's going on. It's refreshing to hear you know from the from the person that's that's on the front lines there uh, to 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 see what's going on here. And I, and I agree with you. It would be difficult. Uh, I know they're going to try to talk about trying to get this baseball season going because I, I think sometimes too, and I hope you agree with this that uh, from the mentality sake of a lot of people that have been stuck in their houses for so long, it gives you something to look forward to, and at least it kind of pumps you up that way. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I'm sure we're all sick of watching vintage ball games on ESPN, right? It's like enough. Yeah. yeah, we want something live. We want to see what our athletes are up to, what they're doing. You know, the other side of this, too, we haven't touched on it. How about youth athletics? Yeah. Right? We need our kids to be out running around. Um you know, we all play Little League, uh, we play basketball, we want to play pickup games, all the things that make our lives so full. We can't do those things right now. And that's horrendous. And I'm looking forward to when we have the ability to test properly, where we understand the virus enough, where we can tell people it's safe to go out and do that, and maybe we can get a Little League season going this summer yet, too, which would really be great. Yeah, th- Thank you for bringing that up as the radio professionals. We missed that one, but I was having the conversation with my niece yesterday, and I'm watching her shoot baskets on a, you know, on a public court. I'm, we're not playing one-on-one. I'm just watching, and I'm thinking – you can't go to camp this summer, can you? I mean, right? Or can you see right. that? Can you see that happening? It doesn't seem possible. Yeah, I know. We're I'm actually involved with a summer camp organization, and it's becoming increasingly difficult to see how we can safely open up kids' summer camps. Um, and that too is just a horrible, horrible thing. We need our kids outside running around being kids. And we're going to have to figure out quickly how to do that. But at the same time, safety is the most important consideration. And we can't have kids go up, to, go off to camp or play organized sports if we cannot be assured that the kids and their coaches are going to be safe. And we can't do that yet. Yeah. And 
that's terrible. That's yeah. absolutely terrible. But I just want, you know, I want to go back to my first point. Let's remember that this is a brand new disease, right? We've only been dealing with it in, in Illinois and the Chicago area for a couple of months. We're learning a ton. And I'm, apt, I'm not only optimistic, but I know from medical and scientific history that we will figure this out. We're going to figure out how to deal with it. We will come up with the proper testing. We will develop an effective vaccine. We just have to wait until that happens. It's not going to be tomorrow. Doctor, thank you so much. We're up against the news here, but thank you so much for joining us, okay? Thank you. You were right, awesome. You guys have a good evening. Thank Take you, care. Dr. Jeffrey Copen with us from Northwestern Medicine Lake Forest Hospital.